from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and how about today's guest? I'm so excited. We have special teams coordinator, the future star of the up-and-coming hit series, Foley's Foodies, and the commissioner of the competition, all the points. You are in charge of all the points of this competition we keep hearing about. Ed Foley, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Well, I said it right there. We've heard a lot about this competition. We've seen it all over social media. We heard Coach Rule talking about it in his press conference. Tell us about it. How did it start? Why all of the ins and outs of where it began? We're into at least our 10th year doing this. Um, and we started it at Temple. And we started it by uh, you know breaking the team. And in the, in the, it, was, it was kind of a, how do we get the team to compete and hold each other accountable and all that? So we decided. And I think... It was probably a model that had been done before, but basically we break the team into teams. So here we have 10 teams of 11 guys, and we give them points for achieving certain goals and, and uh, attending different things academically and, and, uh, and football-wise, and we take points away if they don't. Um, and then we create that competition. And over the years, we wanted to focus more on the athleticism and the competitiveness. So then we added this team commitment week somewhere along the way and now made it into two postseason competitions, which is the competition period, which is a six-week period of just training. And then this is team commitment week, which is the culmination before spring ball of um, you know doing, doing different activities. So for example, during um, co- our competition period, the physical competitions uh, on the field happen every Friday. But in Team Commitment Week, they're every day. So it's, it, it's amplified. The amount of points is amplified. We redraft the teams so the kids kind of get the, uh, the understanding of what is going on in the first six weeks. And then you know, they can take it and really run with it uh, during, during Team Commitment Week. And they've been doing that. That's awesome. Can you break down some of the ways you get points and get points taken away? Because, I mean, we've seen the Husker players at all kinds of athletic events, all of that. Yeah, basically, um, you know, we work with academics, and in academics, um, there's a series of uh, goals that they have to reach academically, so they they can achieve points um, academically for achieving those goals. Whether that's um, tutoring appointments, it's not based on act- the actual grades; it's based upon you know showing up and completing the work um and then also it can be taken away so if you don't show up for a tutoring appointment or you don't hand in an assignment or don't do something that you said you were going to do then it then it works the, uh, the other way that way there's um it's five points for a community service event and it's uh it's two points for attending uh any other husker event so whatever those uh, events are that are going on uh they would get two points for attending those uh, and then we have uh, on fridays like i said in the in the competition period you know we have team events so the teams will compete against each other and they can earn points. Uh, there, it's different scales for that. They can earn for uh, on rep- uh, repetitions, or they can earn it on if I finish in first, I get this amount of points, etc. And then in team commitment week, um, we 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 eliminate some of the point opportunities, so the, the negatives are accentuated. And then there's a competition every day, but essentially you're still going to get your five points for your for your community service and your two points for your um, you know for for your uh, attending the other events. So how many teams are there? How many leaders? How do you go about choosing the leaders? Uh, I spoke with Thomas Fedoni yesterday, and it meant a lot to him that you guys selected him, and he took it and ran with it. Obviously, his team was the winning team, but what goes into selecting that? And then they draft, right? Yep. Um, 
in the selection process when we first got here, it was basically, you know, who are the guys at the positions that are kind of the upperclassmen? Mm -hmm. um, and as coaches, we kind of all said, okay, this guy did some things here on the field, or we didn't know the players, to be honest with you, yeah. when we first started it. So, but we picked 10 upper class guys that had had some experience on the playing field um, the first time we did it. And then once we got to working with the, with the players and understanding you, you know, who the guys were that were working the hardest and were doing the best job in the off-season program, then for Team Commitment Week, we, we reselected. Now, we may have reselected some of those guys from the first go around, but we didn't do that. We made a decision that we were going to just you know, you know, go with, with uh, 10 new captains for, for Team Commitment Week, and, and that's how we did it. So, and then they draft. Yes. Is that pretty entertaining? The draft is tremendous. <laughs> yep. The, dra the draft is great because they, you know, it's, what was really, really interesting to me just in terms of, of, you know, doing this for a while, not the competition part, but just being around kids for a while is the first time we did the draft, they drafted by, oh, this guy's a good football player or this guy's my friend or, and then the second time we drafted. They were trying to figure out, okay, how who's going to get me the most points? And those groups are not. They don't. There's not always a lot mm -hmm. of crossover in who my friends are versus, you know, who's going to get me a lot of points. So that was really, uh, really kind of cool to see the difference in the draft uh, from one event to the next. You probably also have to be strategic too, and maybe there's some stronger guys, maybe there's some faster guys in the different competitions that maybe could stack up. Absolutely, that's absolutely <laughs> part of it, and we we don't get, divulge a lot of information ahead mm -hmm. of time. But we do give them um, some different parameters on guys. This is this is kind of what we're doing. So it's absolutely uh, integral that you get strong guys, fast guys, and then you know obviously there's certain guys with degrees of injuries. So we try to identify those guys and make sure that we don't have one team that has you know a bunch of injured players on it as well. So um, you know those things all have to be navigated in in the, in the draft. It seems to have built a tremendous camaraderie, and then the competition part of it, and. And then it's a hard time at that, and then you're adding a little bit of maybe fun to it at this time of year. What I mean, there's so many positives to this. How did you guys come up with all these things that could help a team during this time? Well, I, the number one thing to me is accountability. So it there's there's and that kind of we discovered that after doing it, like it was designed to um, you know create some competition, but then when you start taking away points for missed tutors or being late for a workout and there wasn't a lot of that going on here but but there is now some team involvement for accountability and, and when the accountability comes from your own team of players your peers to me it's it's pretty powerful so that's that's a really important part of of, of what we're building but to be honest with you i and not having been here and this you know going through the six-week competition i think the camaraderie was here i think this just allows the guys to kind of to kind of bring it out, which has been really cool to, to be part of these guys. How much do you see, too, just maybe guys that, because it's a huge team and a big locker room, and guys that maybe weren't hanging out, kind of getting to know each other, maybe you get to know the people on the team in ways that you wouldn't have before? A thousand percent, plus enter, add the new guys in. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you know, with the new guys uh, into the program that had just gotten here um, in January, when, when you go through the first draft, those guys are like bottom rounders because nobody knows them. Those guys were, I'm trying to think if one of them was even a captain. I don't think any of them made it to the captain level, but I'll bet you there was at least a handful of guys that ended up 
being first rounders. I mean, Chief Borders won the individual competition as a first year guy, so he was a first rounder in the second draft. I, I can't remember where he got drafted in the first draft, but I, I know it was a lot lower than that. So, yeah, I mean, you, you definitely see guys that don't know each other or they don't, they know each other. Oh, that that guy's the old lineman, but now all of a sudden that's the old lineman that you know he got 140 points in the first part of this thing. I, I better get him on my team. So, and then there's coaches that are kind of oversee, right? And Mm -hmm. we've heard this about you guys since y'all got here about how competitive you all are and how much you like to compete. So are the coaches also competitive with their teams? Yeah, the coaches are probably more childish (laughs) and more competitive than the players at times. Um, But we change the coaches as well. So, and we don't just use coaches. We, you know, we use staff members. Mike Wallace is with me here. Mike's a, you know, Mike's a captain of one of the, or or he's a liaison for one of the teams. But we, you know, we change those those uh, the coaches as well. So we had twenty different leaders from the coaching staff and from the support staff um, running with these guys. But but yeah, the coaches and and the coaches can make a, a little bit of a difference, especially in a you know in the first year like this year of creating group chats and understanding like getting the information out there um you know the guys that were the guys that were able to get the inf- the scheduling information for the competitions i know a lot of the captains did a great job of saying hey there's a you know whatever game there's a women's basketball game women's basketball game tonight or there's a there's a tennis match or there's a track uh, match going on so they they were able to communicate and i think some of the coaches helped them kind of set up that communication and uh, which is critical but the uh they, when it comes down to the points, if there's something that's not right on the points, like those those coaches and, and those captains, man, they're on, they're on you hard. I'm sure they all come to you and let you know, hey, we need points here. You miss points here. Do they kind of try to micromanage how you calculate those points? Yeah, but the, our system's <laughs> flawless. So they, <laughs> um, well, that we everything again learned this over the years. Everything is a selfie. Or 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 a text. So like, there's always documentation. So if if they you know they, they either did it or they didn't. They either sent me a selfie or they didn't. So if they say, Coach, I was at this match, um, I, I just go back to the texts and I have a, a specific text chain that we use sp- uh, for the points. So I just go back and say, Yeah, you're right. I missed this one. But um, most of the time, they're, they're you know, we're pretty good. We've even seen some of those staff members and coaches participating in some of those on-field competitions. Who would you draft number one overall on this coaching staff? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that for another time, but but because I, I, the reason I say that is like there's a few guys that are really good athletes that really get after it, and it also depends on the event. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple guys if I'm going with a with a lifting event, I'm going with you know T Knight or Gus. If it's an athletic competition, I may be going with Adam or Coop. So it depends on what we're what we're doing, but but uh, the staff's got some you know there's some competitors on the staff. How much does this, too, allow for leaders to emerge? Maybe some leaders that weren't in some positions, but to be more vocal, to, um, I guess, just build their leadership style and when they're leading this type of competition. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely builds that. And it definitely... Um um, guys have stood up, you know, you, that you weren't sure about them or whatever, or they hadn't done, had been asked to do something like that in the past, and uh, it de- it definitely helps that. It also the other thing that it helps really is you can see who the followers are, and I don't, I don't mean followers in a bad way. I mean guys that are willing to do what it takes to to help their team, so that you can see where the guys are compliant, where they're like, okay, I want a team now. This guy's the leader. You know the coaches. Where the coaches in this whole thing? Well, they're they're kind of out of it. So where, where am I going to go here? And they end up the teams that end up coming together the the quickest. We talked about that accountability before, but the teams that come together um, the quickest uh, do the best and score the best. So I cover all sports, obviously, and have heard from every sport how much it's meant to them that you guys 
are there supporting them, that this is a part of the competition. And while you get rewarded for going, why was that an important part of the competition is, is uh, you know, going and supporting these other athletic teams that are here at Nebraska? Because it's, it, it's, it, it's supporting each other. I mean, we're, we're a family. We just got here. I know we're the new members of the family, but uh, I think I, I would guess if this place is like, and I know it is, but I'm saying like other places that we've been, they're coming to our games. And we're going to their games because that's what we do. I mean, that's part of what the culture is that we want to be part of. So um, it's, it's really that simple. It's like, mm-hmm. you're going to come support us. We're going to come support you. That's awesome. Well, tell us about a little bit more about Commitment Week and what goes into that. Commitment Week um, is a little bit of a ramp up on the, on the um, physical side. So we, we kind of pare down the weight room, the true time in the weight room, and, and create a little bit more field time where we're together. Um, and it's, these, these are a series of exercises that we do that are built for, for competitions. Sometimes we do it circuit style. Sometimes there's a lot of different formats, but basically it's a little bit more time on the field. I don't know the exact time, but basically the competition becomes a little bit more about conditioning, um, hard work. There's some teamwork elements of it. Um, and, and th- so it's a more physical part of it. And then there's a lot more points to be gained from that working together as a team and completing exercises and tasks on the field. So you had the off season, then you had commitment week, then you have spring break, and then you guys will hit the, the field for spring practice. How do you feel about how this team progressed over these last few weeks? It, it looks like a different team to me, just in the way that the team is able to um, come together and figure things out and follow directions. And, um, and it's and it, the, we've learned from them as well but it's a it looks like a different team i think we're a little bit better physical condition than when we got here which is to be expected i think we're a little bit stronger and i think we're a lot more together as a team coach rule said spring ball is his favorite time of the year are you on that camp too i love spring i i I mean coaching coaching football coaching college football is a great job because there's a number of different challenges throughout the year and i love this time that we're just completing but it's time to move on to the mm-hmm. next phase, and spring spring football is great because now you get to see these things that we put that we're starting to build. Now we put them into true football movements. So now does does the mat drill does does the commitment week carry into being a good punt unit? Is it gonna is it gonna help us? I, I know the answer. I know that it does, but I want to see how and then who's going to be able to take what we've done with the workouts and then have it translate into execution. Because at the end of the day, we all have to execute football plays to win games. Mm -hmm. And what we've done has been great, but it's not executing football plays. So now we get to see all these things that are very important in executing football plays now lead to the actual execution of the plays. Uh, Coach Will also called up Brian Buscini yesterday, said he's a heck of a leader and a really tough special teams, one of the uh, toughest specialists he's ever been around. You, have you liked getting to, to know him? Yeah, it's been great. And, you know, when in the workout part of it through the, the competition part, um, as the guys uh, achieve better and, and they do better with, with – um, with the exercises, they get they get different colored jerseys, and the best guys get black shirts. And Brian ended up being a black shirt most of the off season program. And when you have specialists and special teams players that are in black shirts, it leads to good things. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I said it at the top of the show. We're in the works. We've had requests. People want to see it. Foley's foodies. I don't know if that's the title we're going to roll with, but you're open to it, right? The people want to know your your expert knowledge of all your 
food shenanigans, food explorations that happen here in Nebraska. I, I, we'll see about the expertise part, but <laughs> m- my name is Foley, and I really like food, so I think there's something here somewhere. Well, we're going to try to figure something out and try to get that in the works, but, I mean, I've had multiple requests, so I think we're going to try to get it rolling. The food here has been awesome, and the people are awesome, so I'm looking forward to getting out and seeing some seeing some places, but... Um, I don't want to say that I've been pleasantly surprised, but I, there's so many different corners of the state where, like, I've been to some different places and people have said, hey, you got to try this or you got to try that. And there's different kind of things in these different parts of the state. So it's been great to, to get around and, and do a little bit of that. And the food's been terrific. Can you give us a top three so far? Um, I can tell you that, like, my favorite barbecue place locally is is uh has been mary ellen so far and i still got to get out to some places because there's still a bunch of recommendations that are that are coming through but i went to a really good um steakhouse out in york called chances are which i thought was fantastic and there's been a couple places up in omaha i went to the um i went to the heartland uh barbecue up there i went to stella's for a hamburger uh, coach and i went to stella's for a burger up there um and it was it was fantastic i'm just giving you stuff off the top of my head but there's a number of other places that i've been to that are that are really good and some places that will continue to go to that are, are, are i'm really looking forward to well, hopefully we'll be able to showcase that for husker fans Kim awesome said. they love following your food journey let's do it <laughs> all right thanks for your time awesome to hear about the competition we've been hearing about it so to get all the ins and outs of it appreciate your perspective on that thanks jessica thanks to ed foley for joining us and make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the huskers radio network